Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to share this week's incredible guest with you all. It's no one other than V-Games coach Mike Case. Just as his handle suggests, he's teaching us how we can gain muscle purely from a plant-based diet. And as Mike would say, he's destroying the myth. Mike isn't only an incredible influential trainer in the fitness industry, he's also a firm believer in sustainability and longevity through everything we do in our daily lives. I thoroughly enjoyed our chat this week and we spoke about all things including Mike's personal transition from a bro science diet into a whole foods plant-based lifestyle, his training regime and any hacks that you guys can implement in your training We spoke about sustainability, environmental factors, and even politics. This was an epic conversation. I'm so glad I can share it with you all this week on the show. On a side note, guys, thank you so much for your ratings and reviews for the podcast on iTunes. The more ratings the podcast receives, it makes it more readily available for people in the community. So if you have a spare moment, that would be fantastic if you could leave a rating and a review. Anyway, that's enough from me, guys. Let's get ready to destroy the myth with Mike Case. Mike Case, also known as V Gains Coach. How are you, buddy? Welcome Good. to the Weekly Dose of Euphoria podcast. Yeah, thanks very much for having me on. Awesome, mate. Well, I know I'm super excited to get to Particle and show you about the, that cafe down this end of town after the podcast um, for an epic plant-based meal. But first, let's take it back to the very beginning. I want to know what life was like for you growing up. Yeah, growing up, um, so I was obviously from the north of England originally. Um, you know, was, yeah, grew up in a, uh, uh, you know, obviously a loving household and whatnot. Um, I always, you know, played competitive sport as a, as a youngster. Um, but I knew very early on, you know, for me that um, uh, strength training was my uh, passion from a very young age. And it's something I wanted to get into, you know, as a, a you know, as a little one. Um, so it's something that I just grew, grew up with and I knew exactly what it was I wanted to do as a youngster. And so then I just followed it, you know. Awesome. Yeah. And getting into strength training and resistance training at such a young age, did, were people telling you that you're too young to lift weights or like you should not lift weights because you're um, starting your growth or those myths? Yeah, um, no, not really. I mean, I started I started lifting weights when I was 13 years old um, and, uh, you know, developing the body, obviously, to play competitive sport. I was playing rugby a lot when I was younger um, and, and it was just a gradual process. So, you know, it was, it was something that was encouraged um, more as a youngster you know as, as i was getting into it um so yeah it was all started for from age 13 for me and uh and uh yeah and then not look back since you know it's always been, it became something i've become so passionate about you know using basically you know body weight dumbbells barbells basically to uh, change the body you know yeah awesome and just to um stamp that myth out guys that is not true weights do not stunt your growth unless you're lifting far too heavy feet for your um for your body's capability so if you're a youngster and you want to get into resistance training i recommend getting the guidance of someone um before starting yeah cool all right dude you mentioned that you were playing um competitive sports over in the uk what sort of sports were you doing yeah so it was always rugby so i always i always played rugby from age seven um up to a uh, university um and yeah it was always always rugby you know every weekend um and then you know obviously my passion also you know is in terms of like uh strength training uh, and training for for rugby and also training for you know just a better functioning strength strong body you know um so that's something that you know i got into yeah from a young age and and it took me right up to a university uh, level and then and then from there then i moved abroad after university 
Awesome. Mm. And going through university, was the idea for you to play professional sport or did you want to take a more alternative route and that's how you found personal training? Yeah. What happened? For me, my passion was always, um, wasn't always just necessarily the sport itself. It was actually the training for the sport. Uh, it was just something that I absolutely, you know, loved. I loved, you know, in terms of like using the body, strengthening it up and uh you know in terms is actually the preparation for athletic performance more than just the athletic performance itself um so it's something i always wanted to do um at university it was interesting because there was at the end of the university i applied to become a, a strength and conditioning coach at the university and got through you know all the interview stages but didn't end up actually getting the job um which you know it was uh, at the time it was it seemed like a a bit of a bummer for me um, but it's, it, it, it means that if I had have got that job, you know, I wouldn't be where I am now. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, the idea that, you know, if you're, you know, you think you have a goal or an aspiration or a dream, sometimes not getting it is the, uh, the great thing, you know. And so, you know, from that, I, I ended up moving abroad um, and, you know, obviously traveling some of the world. And that's where it really, you know, all started for me, you know. Yeah. Awesome. And I love your philosophy there that everything happens for a reason and yeah, you sort sure. of took it in your stride and moved forward. A lot of people, when things don't go their way, they don't understand the real meaning behind it and get down. Naturally, as humans, we do that. Something yeah. that we want, you know, we, we're disheartened by it. But I think the ability to look past it and understand that, you know, there's a greater cause and everything is happening for a reason is a great skill to have. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think, uh, you know, the universe is going to look after you, you know. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, you know, I think, I think in terms of like, you know, sometimes you think you might want something um, or you might have a goal and you might even get to your goal and think, oh, is this all there is? You know what I mean? Um, and sometimes not actually getting uh, to the goal you know, it can be sometimes a, a great thing for you, you know, in terms of like say, what is your aspire, you know, to become sometimes it, you know, not achieving it can actually be a, a great thing for you, you know, in terms of like with hindsight perspective, had I have, you know, uh, got, got that uh, work, um, I'd probably still be there doing it, you know, so I wouldn't be here where I am today, you know, and I wouldn't have been on the journey that I'm on. Um, and I sort of still probably would have kept, you know, within the uh, the beliefs and the, you know, traditional thinking that I would have had, you know, it's still been the same. So, I mean, in terms of like sometimes not, not getting the thing you think you want can be a, a good thing, you know? Yeah, definitely, dude. I love that point that you raised. So you mentioned that you moved abroad. Where did you go from there? Yeah, so I went to uh, New Zealand. Um, so I was in New Zealand for quite a few years. Um, uh, started off in the North Island and worked my way then down to the South Island. I was... Um, working as a, a coach and trainer, strength trainer, um, throughout New Zealand. So you know Mount Monganui, um, up in the North Island. Then w worked my way down to Queenstown, where I was quite for quite a few years. Um, and then I moved. Uh, I, m I met my uh, partner uh, Talitha um, over in the South Island in Queenstown. And then from there, that's really why I'm here. Is that you know she was obviously from Melbourne. Met her when she was on holiday, and I uh, moved over here. Epic, dude. Mm, what yeah. did you think of New Zealand? I'm actually thinking about heading there later in the year. Yeah, New Zealand's a beautiful spot. It's uh, incredible. You know, I mean, the land is absolutely amazing. The people are great. And uh, it's an amazing environment, you know, to get out there in nature. And yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, awesome, dude. And how did you go from moving basically your life from in to three different countries firstly from the UK over to NZ and now over to Melbourne? Yeah, for sure. In terms of like, um, I guess it's changing thinking. You know, they always say that, you know, travel is one of the uh, few things where, you know, will actually change you. You know what I mean? Um, it's one of the few things you can spend your money on where you will actually uh, get richer. 
you know what I mean? Yeah, so in terms of like the travel, um, having the opportunity to travel, see the other side of the world, it really is amazing for, you know, really opening up the mind, I think, you know, and seeing different perspectives. And I think it, for me, it's the first time where you really go out into the world and start thinking, you know, for yourself, you know, I mean, when I, when I asked my sister before I left England, I said, oh, do you have any advice for your little brother, you know, in terms of leaving, leaving England? What's, what, what advice would you give me? Because um, she'd done a lot of travel. She's traveled all around the world and been around everywhere. And, you know, she said, oh, work it out yourself. You know, <laughs> that was her advice. And that's actually probably one of the best pieces of advice um, I've ever been given in my life is, you know, to work things out yourself. Definitely. And and uh, I always try and now think about that ethos and that message. And I always, you know, take it into everything that I do. Um, I think so much of the time that we, you know, we either look to our culture, we look to society, we look to our parents, we look to our, you know, we look to other people, we look to our schools, our education system, our teachers, and so much we want the answers to come from them. Um, almost in a way that we, we never really come off the air pardon me the breastfeeding of other people you know we always want the uh, advice to come from others but I think really you know try and look and um, take you know learn things for yourself do your own research can be one of the most valuable tools that you know someone can do and I think it, that also comes with experience you know I mean you can look at all the scientific papers in the world and there is most certainly you know we need to look at science um, not only from a strength perspective, but environmental, all these different issues, nutrition, everything. But I think, you know, we have to also be able to speak with experience, you know what I mean? And that comes with action, you know? So going through and take, you know, taking action with these things, it's a, a really important thing to be able to do because then you can speak with experience, you know what I mean? Not just read the material, know the material, but actually go and experience these things yourself, you know? Dude, that's an amazing point that you just raised there. And I love how you, you said the best bit of advice you ever got given was to figure it out yourself. And mm. it really resonated with me. Um, straight out of high school, I wanted to start my own my own business. Mm. And, and I, you know, I was always searching for the answers. I was asking, you know, my mentors, what, what do I do here? What do I do here? And they didn't hold my hand the whole way. And I'm really, really grateful for that. They mm. sort of, you know, put me in the right direction and they let me do it myself. And looking back now, you know, I've stumbled a few times and, um, and I could have done things better knowing what I have known now. But, you know, that's how mm. you learn, isn't that's it? That's how you learn, definitely. And through experience, you know. Um, and again, you know, we, there's so much conflicting information out there today, you know, in, in nutrition and everything, you know, we've got people who, who are pro and against and so many different facets of life, you know, and in terms of, you know, in terms of that, it makes it very confusing, I think, for general public to know what to do. And if you're in doubt or if you're confused, you know, the, the main thing people are going to do is stick to what they've always done, you know what I mean? And for me, I've always had a, like a philosophy or an ethos that, you know, to try anything, you know what I mean? And if it works for you, then you can speak with experience. You know, you can always go back to how you were living previously or what you were doing previously or go back home, you know, if you don't like traveling, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, if, if something works for you, then you, you've become wiser to it and then you can take a step forward, you know? 100% man, mm. I, I love where this conversation's heading so far. So you moved over to Melbourne with mm. your now partner, still current yeah. partner, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was my life wife like? now, yeah, yeah. Your wife, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so what was the plan there when you moved? Yeah, so I mean, um, I moved moved uh, straight in with Talitha. Um, Talitha really, you know, ha to be honest, it was meeting Talitha that really helped also open my mind to many ways. Um, you know, she was a vegetarian uh, when I met her. Um, and uh, I was still eating, you know, animal products, things like that. Um, and 
it was from that we went when i met talitha we went we came we went back to new zealand on a holiday um where we met one of the good friends of mine who's in the uh, the pharmaceutical industry uh he's one one of the greatest friends of mine and he um he showed me this information i remember i was feeling so fatigued when i moved over here in australia i think my lifestyle was catching up to me um i was you know eating particularly a lot of animal protein a lot of protein in general um you know pretty much doing the the bro thing you know and i remember feeling more and more fatigued so this would have been in my early 20s i remember thinking you know in my early 20s this should be the best time of my life i should be feeling amazing you know and uh, i should be feeling really good but i felt more and more tired and you know my training started to go down and i remember I remember thinking, you know, questioning, you know, something isn't working for me right now. I was walking along the beach with Talitha, you know, down the Great Ocean Road and thinking, you know, something is not, not right here. And uh, we went over on holiday back to New Zealand, back to Queenstown. I took Talitha over to Queenstown to meet one of my good friends who's in the pharmaceutical industry who also happens to be vegan. All right. He's, he's plant-based. And, and while we were staying with him in his house i i and it was really out of just total accident in a way you know it was while staying with him in his house i thought well do you know what out of respect to you you're vegan i'm a big meat eater i'll eat the way you eat um for two weeks while i'm here i'll just do what you you're doing and not out of an experiment you know it's out of experiment but it, it was just i'll do what you're doing for two weeks because obviously you know i'm not going to bring meat into your house if you if you're a, a vegan um and all of a sudden my fatigue just went away i felt amazing i felt really good um and and so then it's really i've been doing it ever since you know i've been doing what i took from staying with him and and maintained that and done it ever since and just felt better and better and you know in terms of like fatigue went away and in terms of my energy levels i feel so good and so strong in training now um and it's just become an absolute passion of mine in terms of you know helping helping people empower themselves you know to make uh, better choices you know around food you know if they're ready and they want to you know and uh and then yeah my life's not you know changed ever since that you know amazing dude and that time was it six years ago i think yeah it's yeah. six years yeah, yeah yeah awesome so six years ago after you you stayed with your friend over in new zealand mm. did you come back to melbourne and instantly you know cut out all animal products what was yeah. your transition like yeah so um while i was with him for the two weeks i it was straight you know vegan going straight into doing what he was doing you know out of out of respect you know to, to also him you know um and then once i uh, came back uh, to melbourne i i kept up doing with what he was what he was doing you know um and stayed stayed with it and you know just felt so good that i, I it, for me it it was it was reasonably easy process and i think i think for me is because it was an easy process because it was working you know um and i know that's not not going to be for everyone and it's not for every case some people might even do the right thing um but you know it, it, they take a period of time of adjustment whereas for me it was i did i i made the change and it was a an awesome you know straight away i can feel the benefits from this um which was really interesting because in comparison to uh, to talitha um she found that she uh, made the changes um but still felt the same you know she was always feeling good but you know didn't make any difference you know in terms of her for making you know, taking animal products out of diet which i still think equally you know that also says something you know what i mean um you know not everything always has to be this incredible riveting change either you know what i mean like we're always we're always 
we are we have this belief particularly in the health industry that we have to feel 100 percent all the time and if we're not absolutely glowing with 100 percent and feeling amazing and workouts are going great then something might be wrong you know what i mean but that's also life you know i mean life brings its many stresses um you know life, life can get on top of us in many different ways you know what i mean and so you know we don't have to be 100 percent all the time but you know for talithu it was also interesting how how she felt you know she just felt consistent you know and that also says something about, you know, taking, you know, animal products out, out of her, her her lifestyle, you know, because obviously she was vegetarian and took animal products out, you know, completely to become vegan and she still felt, you know, still felt the same, you know, yeah, yeah nothing changed. Sure. And and that's in, in, on a physical level for me, um, you know, in terms of like, say, when you talk about, say, an aesthetical level, just purely on the surface um again nothing changed for me on that level you know taking animal products out and then and that really it kind of like it's once you go through that door you really see how you know basically how flimsical the advice is about needing more protein animal protein is the bee's knees that's what you need and um it's not until you actually walk through the door and take animal products out of your diet that you kind of you look back and you can it's almost like you become bilingual in a way you know and i'm not talking about this like egotistically but you know you you can kind of see the flawed advice in that um whereas prior had i have not taken animal products out of the diet i would still believe that that's the way to go you know what i mean i'm going to do what my friends do and i'm going to do what you know bodybuilding.com tells yeah. me to do you know what i mean Definitely. but if if you if you can action it and again that's what I, why i come back to talking about experience you really see the um basically that you see the lie in a way you know what i mean that it's, it's actually got nothing to do with animal products and people gaining muscle tissue or getting stronger they're not actually getting stronger because of the animal products. You know, even though everyone's taking these animal products, eat people are eating the steak, people are eating the, you know, the chicken, thinking that it's making them stronger, but it's not actually, it's not actually that. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not, it's not occurring because of the animal products. And that's something, you know, from my experience, is something that's shown me is that on an outside level, nothing, nothing changed. If anything, things have actually got better from taking animal products off my plate. You know what I mean? I found things like inflammation went down. A lot less puffiness around the face um you know um i wake up and feel amazing you know i have to wake up and feel good you know i'm ready to ready to be you know hit my day up with the best energy possible you know and i found before i would you know set the alarm you know have to switch the alarm set the alarm switch the alarm, you know and I, I, waking up became you know it became like a, a half an hour job you know what i mean Definitely. whereas now i wake up and feel good you know um and I, I sleep so much better. There's so many benefits that have come from this lifestyle that I think from experience, it's like, well, why wouldn't I stay on it? You know yeah, what I mean? For sure. And so for me, my my original motivator um, to becoming vegan, I guess, was once Han and my a good friend of mine, you know, over in New Zealand, the pharmaceutical um, friend, he, he basically showed me the health implications of animal products from me feeling so fatigued, showed me, you know, a lot of information on it. And it totally did total 180 of what i believed or what i've done in my life and yeah i just couldn't believe the information i was just like wow that's just nothing i've heard before i've heard you know to minimize carbohydrates increase protein and i was just like that's you know that that it just it just didn't make sense to me but i was like hell i'm open-minded i'm not feeling great now so whatever i'm doing you know i need to change and so I, I took on his advice and here we are, you know, and it's just like, it just works. <laughs> Epic, dude. And 
the typical pro science approach to things is more common in the gym environment. I know when yeah. I first started going to the gym, it was always about your protein and restricting your carbohydrates, and that sent me in a vicious cycle. So, yeah, um, I guess hearing that it, it almost took you being sick for you to be open minding to yeah to taking a different absolutely approach. right. Yeah, I mean there was there was there were things going wrong. You know, I was fatigued. I'd ha- went to blood tests. My liver was function was showing that it was working hard. You know um in terms of like even things like uh spots you know like from a high protein intake spots on my back etc etc things just were it was showing that you know the liver was basically you know struggling with the amount of toxicity going into the body and basically pushing out to the skin things like that and um so i was like well i'm going to be open-minded because what i'm doing now hell ain't working working. i'm taking advice from everyone else and i and for me now it's just really opened the door to start yeah i always think for myself you know what i mean and don't get you know don't don't take what the majority are doing now i always question now it's turned the other way for me now if 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 from from before i would i would follow the majority thinking that popularity equals truth you know Whereas now I look at it the other way, you know, as in terms of what the majority are doing, that's what that's when you need to question it. And anything in life, you know, if you if you have a look at what majority are doing, that's the time to ask questions, you know, and you know what I mean, and fundamental questions about what is you doing. Because I think a lot of things really that leads to, you know, it's it's industry business, you know. So now, yeah, revenue making, you know. So now I, I question it and. And, and yeah, it's just, I, for me, vegan was only, it's only the beginning, you know, becoming plant-based, whatever it is you want to call it. It was only, it was only the start. And now it's like, it just changed my life completely in the way I look at the world and the way I look at animals, the way I, I ask questions, everything, you know, I'm a lot more of a questioning person now. Whereas before I, I never really asked questions. I just kind of, you know, just did, you know, I was just day in, day out, kind of, you know, habitual you know, not really thinking about asking any questions about anything. You know what I mean? For sure. Whereas now it's made me a lot more conscientious in many, many different ways, you know. I'm much the same, man. Since I shifted my lifestyle to a plant-based one, I'm, I'm a bit more compassionate and understanding of the other person's point of view. Um, instead of, you know, being reactive, I'm sort of waiting to hear what the person has to say mm. um, and understanding their point of view, even if I completely disagree, yeah. still making, making that... Um, like comparison almost and you become a bit more compassionate as well you sort of like like it goes into understanding the other person's point of view you understand what you know what they're going yeah. through and you'd be a bit more compassionate would you agree yeah yeah no 100 percent. yeah for sure definitely definitely and you mentioned that you were having these amazing benefits through your sleep your energy levels yeah. you um got rid of your fatigue what was your training and recovery like i'm interested to see yeah, how that my, my training and recovery has definitely improved um since going on you know plant-based way um um the actual performance in itself has improved um because i think also because of that because you're recovering quicker you know i mean a lot of people they they have the belief that you're going to get stronger from the actual doing of the actual activity but it's not the activity that it is it's actually what you were doing in recovery you know so if you if you really you know basically if you if you break the body down you have to find good ways of building it back up and the better ways that you can find of building back up the further you're going to go you know so in terms of like in terms of the plant-based lifestyle it's just allowed me to recover a lot quicker 
and obviously because you're sleeping better that's going to allow you to recuperate you know there's it's, it's not just like say one thing it's like many things things are compounded you know what i mean and when things are getting better it's not just because of one thing many little facets in life improve which is you know allowing you to improve in your performance you know what i mean just as like when things get worse you know it's not generally just one thing that you're doing there's probably many little things that are feeding into that you know what i mean um, so I found, you know, because of improved in sleep, improving my diet. Um, I, if you were concentrating on whole foods, plant based, you know, in terms of like say uh, micronutrients are also getting improved. You know, you're getting a lot more range and a lot more broad spectrum of different micronutrients. Um, and that's that's another thing that's also massively will have improved my recovery, you know, and helped my training for sure. Yeah, yeah. unreal, dude. And. I'm loving all these benefits that you've experienced both physically, emotionally, with yeah. your energy levels. But obviously you were still working as a personal trainer or a strength coach during this period of time. Yeah. How did your information relay to your clients go from one day giving them information about, you know, a typical bro science, bro yeah. science approach, eat your protein, to yeah. the next day completely cut out animal products? What did you do there and how did they take it? Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, I, again, yeah, it was a change. And... You know, for people, for you know, a lot of people they they stick to what they're doing, or they don't want to admit when they were either wrong or that something has got better for them. You know, if you give out information, people generally, a lot of people they would take that information, you know, with what they've given out before, because they don't want to necessarily admit that maybe maybe with the information that they've given out in the past has not been the best. You know, I did it myself. I gave out information to you know past clients, and it definitely you know would have been questionable in my eyes now looking back. Um, but I'm also happy to admit when I'm when I feel when when things aren't right or when they're wrong. You know, so in terms of for me, it was it was a case of you know I've found I'm going through this experiment. I'm changed this for myself. I'm feeling a lot better with it. Um, and my the information I gave out to people just changed, you know what I mean? And a lot of people didn't like that, you know, at the start. A lot of people could, you know, I think food, it's like, talk, it's, I think to me, it's like, it's not, it's like more than talking about religion. It's like debating more than religion, you know? People are very, very, you know, bound, tied by their food, you know what I mean? It's a, it's, it can be an addiction, you know what I mean? Like a very strong connection to food. Um, it's what we've grown up on. It's you know, it's it's our in our memories. It's everything. You know what I mean. In terms of like, say, when you start debating about food, people can be very, very like cautious around it. And it's it's interesting. My my information just changed overnight. You know, in terms of like this, I, I've seen the information. I've seen environmentally the cause of this. You know, uh, animal products. I've seen health. You know, degradation of animal products. There's a lot of negative things I've seen from this information, antibiotic resistance, just the, the list is endless, you know what I mean? And I think that's when you find a truth or an untruth, you know, it's again, like I was saying, it's not just like say one facet, it brings the whole deck of cards down. Do you know what I mean? The fact that if we are doing something wrong from a health perspective, most likely it's also wrong from an environmental perspective you know a sustainability perspective you know there's a lot of other perspectives that are a lot of other like say downstream effects that occur from that untruth you know what i mean and when that untruth is you know done on mass level you know everyone is believing it everyone is doing it i think that's you know that you're seeing it in the world right now you know we're seeing like the chaos occur in the world right now from climate change to everything you know what i mean you just have a look around you know and you see what's going on what is it that we're all doing that's causing problems you know what i mean for sure and uh, that's something that's just shown me is as there's a 
there's a light there that needs to be you know switched on and what you, what, what we're ultimately talking about is what why this is such a hard topic is you're talking about consciousness change you know what i mean we're talking about changing people's thought process people's minds and anytime you're going to change people's minds en masse, that doesn't happen overnight. You know what I mean? That's a long process. I mean, if you have a look back at human history and we took, a, you know, we, we've changed minds around things, that it's never been like a linear process. So it's not happened overnight. It's taken years, you know. It's, it takes more of a, like a, an arc rather than a linear thing. It takes a long time to change people's minds on things. And, and, in terms of that, you know, we, we uh, I think w all I encourage people to do is just to question, you know what I mean? And it's not necessarily even tell them what to think, but in terms of like, you know, how to think, make sure we're questioning everything that we're doing on a daily basis. Because, you know, a lot of people, they they do things that, you know, it's, 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 it's not really about, they're doing things every day that, you know, they think is good, you know what I mean? But it's on a, on a grand scale, it's not good. You know, it's it's doing the world a lot of damage. It's doing our health a lot of damage. You know, for sure. Yeah. And with your advice to them, did you sort of encourage them to take the step themselves and open up their eyes, or did yeah, you know, for sure? Or did I, you force it on it's, them? Yeah, it's really interesting how you change your perspective. You know, if once you change to vegan, what well, once I found I changed my message at the start was a lot more aggressive. You know what I mean? It was like, oh my god, how can we, this is crazy? You know, it's almost the shock factor at the start. It was. Um, you know it, it was talking about animals and that you know killing animals and you know the world and your health and nah, nah, nah. And, and as you get more experience it's kind of like uh, it's, you chill out a bit more you know what i mean and in many ways you become more relaxed about it you become more understanding you remind yourself that once upon a time that you did the same thing you know what i mean definitely so now i speak with a lot less judgment and i feel a lot less judgment on people you know what i mean and uh, it's not people's fault that we, you know, we are believing this, you know, in these things. Um, it, it is amazing. Like you do change, your message changes. At the start, yeah, I was a lot more dogmatic, idealistic approach. It's about ideals, you know what I mean? Whereas now it becomes, I'm a lot more pragmatic in my approach when dealing with people, you know what I mean? I get it. I've been there, I'm, I, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't, you know, I, and I think that's something that has to also help within the, you know, the plant-based or vegan movement is, is that, is is that you know taking a pragmatic approach you know it, it can be a good thing you know what i mean to help help people you know don't just uh tell them how bad they're doing you know what i mean yeah 100 percent. yeah too. and i think I, that's something i believe I, I i really do believe in helping people spreading a good message encouraging people you know what i mean rather than you know labeling them or etc etc because i'm no better you know what i mean exactly. <laughs> yeah, coming yeah, yeah. from a point of positivity definitely encourages people more to change and um when i'm encouraging my clients to take a plant-based approach i i don't you know label them as bad for eating meat because no. you know i was once that person so understanding and connecting with them and trying to get them to eat more plants instead yeah. of you know focusing on the label i think is far more 100%. beneficial and i think the uh, absolute classic case there is is being the example you know the best way to spread a message is is not even have to say anything is simply just be the example you know what i mean um and but in saying that you know i mean people listen to different type of messaging you know what i mean and it relates to different type of messaging you know something that i was really something that works well on me um type of messaging uh, the person who helped me my friend you know um changed my lifestyle he, he didn't do it judgmentally you know what i mean um he 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 just helped you know what i mean 
sure. and from a concern point of view. But generally, I'm also attracted to people who have strong messaging. You know what I mean? Like I, I just. I like listening to people with strong messaging. You know what I mean? I think it's, you know, I like to look at anomalies in society um, and listen to them in many ways, you know. Um, but, you know, different types of messaging is going to serve different types of people, you know. And it's certainly not to say that um, idealistic or dogmatic messaging is bad. I don't look at anything now as good or bad. Um, things work in different contexts, you know what I mean? And there's also different times, you know what I mean? So, you know, with someone at the very start, is a pragmatic message that is helpful can be good, but there can also be times when a more idealistic message is better, you know what I mean? So uh, it's different strokes to different folks, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, uh, creating a pizza and it's the recipe. It's not It's not just the the, the pineapple. If you believe pineapple's good on pizza, <laughs> it's not just the pineapple that makes pizza. It's lots of other things, you know what I mean, that come together. So in terms of like, you know, spreading a positive message, don't matter what the message is, whether it's about veganism or anything, it comes back about the the whole thing, you know what I mean? Not just pieces of the thing. You know what I mean? So in terms of different messages work for different types of people. And, and you know, in terms of in terms of that, you know, it's like I, I don't look or judge or label anything anymore. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm. Amazing, dude. And just to wrap that in a bar, I think some key takeaways for the listeners, in particular, people that are involved in the personal training industry or any sort of industry and they're instructing their clients to take a more holistic plant-based approach mm. is to not be afraid to be wrong because, you know, yeah. your information can be right for one person and wrong for the other person. So, for sure, yeah, no, 100%. Um, and also don't label things as good and bad and take a more conservative approach and feel what it's like to be in their shoes before before judgment. For sure, hundred percent. And the other thing about it too is that the, you see the, it's funny, you know, at the very start of my journey, whether we're talking about strength training, we're talking about veganism. At the very, very start, it's funny this happens. The very start of a journey, no matter what is you're talking about, um, when you're becoming more and more educated about things, at the start you feel like you know more. You know what I mean? And the more experienced that you become, the more you realize is that there's you actually know nothing, you know what I mean? The more experience someone has, the more they realize there's so much that I don't know and there's so much I'm still yet to learn, you know what I mean? And that's a really interesting uh, thing is there's so much we don't know, you know what I mean? And and we're always keeping on learning, you know what I mean? And the thing about to do is that I encourage people to do their own research and to keep learning all the time, you know what I mean? For sure, and mm. take your own approach to everything yeah yeah for sure for sure i mean there's a beautiful quote there's a quote if you are um if you are right you are the majority of one you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah, true, yeah you know what i mean and and in terms of like me when we talk about influences about people who have helped me have been a good influence on me or a good inspiration on me or people who have been my mentor my mentor has not come from one person. It's come from, I've took things from many different people. Do you know what I mean? Things that um, have either aligned with me or something that's changed my mind or there's lots of different things. It's come from many different facets, you know, from all different types of life. You know what I mean? I haven't took out one, one book or I haven't took one thing that one person has said or, you know, I might really admire someone or and, and but I might disagree with a lot of what they say. You know what I mean? You can take things from lots of different people, you know what I mean? I even encourage that with people who listen to me or follow me is don't just take what I say as gold standard, you know what I mean? I'm a human just like everybody else. Take something from everybody and learn from everyone, you know what I mean? Every opportunity, every person is a person to learn from, you know what I mean? No matter where they are in life, you know? Definitely. I think that's a big issue in our days 
currently that people are always looking for that quick fix and that that one solution to fix their problems when that's not necessarily the approach that's why you know no not inhabiting like pharmaceutical industry or anything but that's why they're thriving at the moment because they've got that one thing you know that cures that problem whereas yep. you know people don't want to look holistically to that so and just to add there is a time and a place for pharmaceuticals yeah. um but yeah just people looking abroad instead of that yep. one you know quick fix yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. i absolutely agree with that and it's interesting because the person my friend who helped me open my eyes to a plant-based way the vegan way a lot of people say, oh, wow, that's really interesting that he was in the pharmaceutical industry and he was vegan. Is that not a contradiction? And on first sight, someone might say, yeah, that is quite contradictory. But we need more people like that in the pharmaceutical industry. You know, we need responsible medicine. You know what I mean? And so it's people like him that we actually need. It's not about uh, it's not about ob- abolition of the uh, the the uh, pharmaceutical industry. It's not about getting rid of them. There's time and place. You know what I mean. There's time and place for supplements. There's time and place for everything. You know what I mean. But we need it responsibly. You know what I mean. And and so that's that's what we need. We need people like him in in these industries, in the medical industry, in the pharmaceutical industry, in politics, etc., etc. Um, that is going to help do things responsibly, you know what I mean? And also think about not only the reductionist approach, but also thinking about the holistic approach, you know what I mean? There can be time for both types of thinking, you know what I mean? But um, uh, yeah, we definitely need, you know, people in, you know, with both types of thinking. And that's really, that's why I respected him in so many different ways is because he came from both approaches. He could understand both. He could think bilaterally, you know what I mean? Rather than just, oh, here's a pill. You know what I mean for that? He can think, well, there might be holistic, you know, something holistic we could help you with, you know? So that's something that's, you know, also important to think about because particularly in the vegan movement, I generally the vegan crowd are the hardest crowd to sell to generally because they probably question the most, you know what I mean? So if you're going to sell to the vegan crowd, they are probably going to question things a lot more. Where did it come from? How was it sourced? You know, so, you know, within that, it's, you know, it's important in terms of, you know, being around people who can think, you know, laterally like that, you know? Well said, dude. I couldn't Mm. have summed it up better myself. Now, you touched on politics before, and I know we were having a chat about this prior to the podcast Mm. about, you know, the election that's just come and how, you know, people have sort of, grouping their vote towards one thing that they yep. think they want what what is your take on the current election how do you think that we as individuals can do our bit to make the world a better place yeah for sure this is such an interesting topic isn't it i mean in terms of like when you look at politics and you know when you we you have a look around what's going around in the world at the minute and many people are in despair you know i'm having a look i'm reading news feeds and looking at comments you know in the bottom of, of news feeds or people you know, big people who who are giving a political agenda in the comments section, and I'm having a look at that, and I try not read comments too much, you know, but you have a look at the amount of despair that's in the world at the minute. People are, you know, I think I read a, a, a statistic the other day that one in three adults, one in three, you know, people, they're not gonna, they they choose, they they question like they want to avoid having kids because of climate change despair, you know. So one in three couples. And it's you, you have a look at in terms of the amount of despair and the amount of anguish that's out there in the world, the amount of worry, you know what I mean? And I think a lot of that is simply because we've given our power over to the least among us. You know, we've given our power over to to politicians. And because, like I said at the very start of this podcast, you know, 
pardon the pun, but in many ways, I feel like we are looking for somebody to come and save us. You know what I mean? We, in a way, we want someone to solve the problem for us. You know, we we still are in in a metaphorical way. We're we're still being breastfed. You know what I mean? We want people to tell us what the information is. We want people to come and sort our health problems out. We want someone else to sort out the climate change problem out. But it, we have to be our own adults in a way, and we need to, you know, take responsibility. You know what I mean? We are responsible as individuals, you and I, you know, we need to sort this issue out ourselves. I mean, we can't look to politicians, you know, to sort this problem out for us. There's no good shaking the hand at the government saying, regardless of what government come into power, you know, there's no good at shaking a hand at them. I mean, the people are the government, you know what I mean? We elect them and they've come from our society, you know what I mean? They come from our education system. You know, so it's it's us that must change, you know, in terms of, you know, climate change, et cetera, et cetera, animal welfare, the health pandemic, all of these things. It's us as individuals that must change. We, and every time we give we every time that we look for someone else to sort our problems out for us, we're giving our power away. You know what I mean? We're giving our the opportunity away for us to grow and us to change, you know, from a consciousness change. And again, it comes back to, you know, my sister's saying, you know, if you want to work something out, work it out yourself. And, you know, in terms of that, I mean, that's held true in so many different facets, you know, even politically, you know, we want to, we want, we constantly want, we're looking for someone else to come save the day for us, you know, and this is where animal products certainly also come in from an environmental standpoint. You know, people are arguing, people are in denial and we're arguing left, right and center about, you know, we need animals on our plate. No, we don't need animals on our plate. If you have a look, okay, well, let's look at the environment, what's happening to the environment, because that affects both of us, you know what I mean? You know, if you can do what you want with animal products. You know, you can have animal products on your plate or not from, from your sake. That's your health, that's your responsibility, et cetera, et cetera. But what's happening in the world, that's our responsibility. That affects me and you, you know what I mean? So from an environmental standpoint, and we have a look at the world in terms of climate change happening, denying it you know is wasting time you know what i mean and we we've got political powers particularly in the first world australia the us the the leading people in those offices are denialists you know what i mean they they're denying it's even happening you know which is just denying science you know what i mean it's occurring it's happening and and so it's it we we can't rely upon these people we need to make change ourselves you know what i mean and by changing ourselves and becoming more consciousness around these issues, becoming more conscious, you know, we, we can also change the education system. And then we can also look at, you know, in terms of like, say, political answers to these problems, you know, that's when politics can come into it, you know, that these are the issues. And now we can come to a political solution for these issues, you know what I mean? But right now we're in total denial and we want someone else to save it for us. 100% dude, and I love that that saying that you know like you're in control if you've got an agenda you can yeah. change it you don't have to wait for someone else 100%. to do it and you know that it comes twofold that you know saying that you're in power work it out yourself a lot of people would snub their nose up at that and think oh well i've got to do the work like mm. but that's a wonderful thing you know it, it's like two ways of looking at things oh work it out yourself do it yourself you know people are like oh what it means i have to do, do something myself but at the same time, it's so empowering, you know, it's in your hands and it's about people becoming more and more empowered, you know, and and uh, 
and sorting out themselves. You know what I mean? It's giving them a great solution. Is that the power is in your hands? You can change it. You know what I mean? You can change what's happening to animals. You can change what's happening to the climate. You can change. You know what's happening to our health pandemic. You know, and then in terms of like even like the medical services. I mean, you think about how much money, how much revenue is going into, you know, our healthcare that shouldn't doesn't need to be. That money could be going elsewhere. But because of our lifestyle and what we've been led to believe, you know, it's it's causing these things, you know. For sure. Yeah, it's 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 a it's it's a whole approach. You know what I mean? What you see in the environment, you are seeing in people. What you're seeing in people, you're seeing in the oceans. You know, it's it's a whole thing. You know what I mean? And so it needs a whole answer. You know what I mean? And it's, so it's us that must change. You know. Amazing, dude. And. I guess some people might counteract that argument and say like, oh, my vote isn't going to count or what I do is not going to affect. But um, I saw an interesting uh, quote the other day on Instagram. A yep. million imperfect people are better than one perfect person. So 100%. if we can all be imperfect at what we're doing, I think yeah. we're going to make a small changes. Change. Small changes. I'm reading a great book at the minute. Um, uh, and again, it talks about idealism versus pragmatism. And it talks about that the people that are going to change this world um, in the interim are not necessarily the vegans, you know, even though we like to think we are, is actually it's going to be the meat reducers at the start. It's going to be the people because, and the only reason why it's going to be the meat reducers is because on mass, you know, per quota, per person, they outweigh by far more people than the, the small minority vegans, you know what I mean? The meat reducers are going to be initially the first people that change this world, you know what I mean? Because on mass, there's just so much more of them, you know what I mean? By reducing the amount of animal products on our plates, they are going to be the people that change the world. And the thing about it is it's a stepping stone. As people reduce meat off their plates, they realize, you know, actually, they, this isn't so bad, this isn't so hard to do. In fact, the food's quite tasty oh, wow, I'm sleeping better. Things are improving. My thought processes have become more questioning, become more conscious. A lot of things start improving as we reduce animal products off our plate, you know what I mean? The way I look at other animals starts to improve, you know what I mean? There's so much improvement that can happen just by reducing, you know what I mean? So, you know, I 100% believe in abolition of animal products, getting rid of them. But the people that change this world are going to be the people who not only just get rid of them, it's going to be the people who reduce because it's going to be so many more people. Do you understand? You know what I mean? So small changes. It doesn't have to be, you know, it does, as you said, it doesn't have to be, you know, one person doing something perfect. If we can just try and, you know, take, take a lot of people and start making small changes with them, then small changes add up, you know what I mean? 100% dude you are summing this topic up amazingly and I love how you're relating it back to the everyday person because people are having aha moments because I'm having them as well so mm. um, I want to get into what you're doing to change like uh, yep. you're up to amazing things especially with vegans method tell us what yep. you're doing here yeah so with vegans um, um, I'm helping people um, with strength training um, online also one-on-one -on -one. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm training people one-on-one -on -one, uh, with strength training and also um, online. So I've got a lot of people that I'm helping across the world online, um, which is really interesting. It's really interesting to see what pockets people are. You know, when you when you go online and you start helping people online, it's really interesting having a look at what pockets, where people are coming from, you know what I mean? And it's really interesting looking around the world about, you know, who orders your programs and where they come from and also what demographic, et cetera, et cetera, you know? 
um and uh yeah just helping people align with their nutrition i'm helping you know customize people's training programs and nutrition programs which you can get vgainscoach you know dot com dot au um and so just been helping a lot of people and it's amazing you know because at the very very start i remember this is more from i guess a business standpoint or from a you know industry standpoint particularly within the strength industry and fitness industry i remember a lot of people said oh you know you're becoming a vegan fitness or strength trainer how is that going to work i mean that's the minority right you're going to worry about you know helping people if you want to try and help more people wouldn't you try and do more what people are doing you know or what the masses are doing but i found like the opposite i found specific specificity is so much more rewarding than generality you know what i mean and if you have a look at terms like say what is occurring across the world you know things are getting cheaper and cheaper you know in terms of like say you go over to like say the um the states we generally follow a lot of what what's happening in the states gym memberships are getting cheaper you know here i think you can get gym membership for like ten dollars you know what i mean so in terms of like say trying to get more and more specific in what people are doing it really helps you know helps people you know what i mean because there's, there's a lot of generality out there but we need more specificity we need more people that are going to put their hands up and actually be a you know um basically an advocate you know what i mean for for more specific methods you know what i mean in lifestyle whatever it is you want to talk talk about you know what i mean in terms of so i've I found like you know in terms of in terms of that it's just been also something that's been incredibly rewarding for me you know what i mean is in terms of to represent like a, a smaller group something that's very very specific has been so much more rewarding than being something to everybody. You know what I mean? 100%. And that was a useful bit of advice that I got when I was starting on my business when I was trying to offer too many things. People don't want an expert in 40 fields. They want an expert in one, one field thing. so they can come and yeah. know that that advice they're getting is down pat and yeah, that yeah, yeah, they're yeah. trustworthy advice. Yeah, for sure, for sure, 100%, 100%. Awesome, dude. And I love your, your quote, destroying the myth. For the listeners at home, what is the myth and how, how are you destroying it? God, I got asked this the other day, you know. For me, it's kind of, it, it started off with protein, you know, destroy the myth, you know, that you need animal products and you need a lot of protein. But now it's become a lot more than that, just that, you know, I've seen so many different types of myths and it's just totally changed the way that I'm thinking since making this change to veganism. It's just totally changed the way I, everything, it's made me question everything, you know, and but it, it started out with protein, you know, the idea that you need animal product products and that that is the gold standard and that is the best way to do things. And a lot, you know, a lot of people, they think that they need animal products and that, that, that you know, it's like, it's like, that's all right, mate. You can go and do that plant-based thing. You can do that vegan thing. That's all good. That's all fair and well. But it's secondary to animal products, you know. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because our products where it's at but it's not you know i found like so much benefit from you know using plants over animal products and so i guess it's that myth there that the masses believe that you know animal products is the answer where it's not you know it's not, that's not the cause of, of benefiting or gaining more muscle tissue or any of these things you know what i mean it's it's uh it's because it, you're not just eat the thing about it is is you're not just eating protein when you eat animal products you're eating a lot of other things you're eating what your protein ate you know what i mean so you know in terms of like say our ag system is definitely something i would encourage people to go and research you know what i mean in terms of like say what is your protein eating you know what I mean? Where's your protein getting their protein? And it just, it just, you know, it's, it's like, it just unravels a whole, whole system there. 
which needs to be questioned, you know. And our protein, well, our protein in inverted commas, if you're eating yeah. an animal-based diet, gets it from plants. So we're yeah. basically having secondhand protein. 100%. I mean, there's a lot of different... If you have a look, like in terms of... Um, and even traditionally, you know, um, in, in a traditional sense, our protein, in terms of, let's say, like, um, um, say, meat, say, cows, there's other things that are also occurring, which is really interesting, is in that because we are, because we are overfishing our oceans to such an extent, we are also putting a lot of byproducts from the ocean into cow's feed. So cow's feed are actually, cows have actually become one of the most oceanic predators on the planet which a lot of people also don't know is in terms of like because because we fish by the ton because we can't actually measure how much fish we're taking out of the ocean because it's so big you know it's done on such a mass mass level all the extra fish is actually you know made into pellets you know what i mean and then fed to also cows you know so that cows aren't only eating you know a lot of products in there like soy etc etc you know naturally a cow wouldn't eat but they're also eating they also be, have become the one of the biggest oceanic predators on the planet you know what i mean cows fish like you know so the things need to be questioned you know in terms of like say looking at the ag system and it's interesting because that's where the party divides you know a lot of people will do one or two things if they once they take an honest look at the agricultural system a rational human being will either go away from that and become you know more plant-based reduced down but there's also an interesting movement occurring at the minute where people believe that organic is the way you know what i mean okay well organic meat it's not the same as you know what i mean it's not the same as the the uh, the meat that that's coming from that ag the ag big ag businesses thing about it is is that there's a lot of things that are coming, secondary byproducts. It's not just protein. We're like oh, way oversimplifying what animal protein is, you know, and how it's cooked, how it's prepared, what actually comes in with animal protein as a package deal other than just protein in and of itself. You know what I mean? There's a lot of other things. You know, you've got hemine, TMMAO. There's a lot of other things that come in, saturated fat, cholesterol. You know, the story doesn't change because it's organic you know what i mean that's a story we're telling ourselves. you know what i mean and so you know the best thing that we could do for our health our strength our longevity and vitality is to reduce the amount of meat off our plate and the more we can reduce the better you know and to me people always like you know it's interesting i mean you know everyone's got a different perspective on it and some people are going to be stronger in their perspectives and some people are not and that in terms of you know when a lot of people often say well what about just a little bit how about just if i have it a little bit you know in terms of like i said a little bit meat sound no obviously you reduce the more you reduce down on your meat products you know the better you know the better for the planet the better for everything you know and your health but to me it's like oh what about a little bit of bacon and it's like well what about a little bit of smoking you know what i mean like all in balance you know this idea of balance and moderation are two words that i just don't like you know what i mean and there's not things that i like to say that i like or i don't like i like to you know keep an open mind when listening but in terms of it it's like when we say things in balance balance are not words i like to use around diet and and moderation is not necessarily words i like to use around diet i like i like to try and be the best that you know i can possibly be you know and doing it so in a balanced and moderated way is not anybody who's done anything great with their life has not done it in a balanced or moderated way you know what i mean 
how about if I grow that business, but I just do it in a moderated, balanced way? You know what I mean? How about if I go to work, but I just work in a balanced, moderate way? You know, in terms of my lifestyle, I want to, I want to try and be the best, strongest, you know, version of myself, you know, whatever that is. And I'm open-minded to what that is, but I've found that balance and moderation is not a way to get there, you know what I mean? It's keeping people on the breastfed, you know, information. You know, so I, I think balance and moderation are not words that we want to use. We want, you know, we, we all want to try and, it, it's kind of like a bit of a scapegoat balance and moderation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and I think when we say like, oh, moderate, you know, have it moderately. Well, how about we just smoke cigarettes in balance and moderation? You know what I mean? Or, you know, all these other things. Or how about we take some drugs in balance and moderation? So I think, you know, in terms of, it, it's really just a perspective change. And so I, I get it. Some people will say, oh, wow, it's quite harsh, you know, way of thinking about things. But for me, I, I think for me is it's not necessarily looking about what, what's popular. I'm not interested in what's popular. I'm interested in what's true. You know what I mean? And I, I want to find out what, what the truth is. And I've found, you know, that the more plants, you know, in terms of you just see it. I mean, you, I, I feel like you just you just totally change. You just on the you just change the way you look at things. You know, definitely, you almost have to live it to believe it. And yeah. it's interesting you said that point about balance because I was listening to a podcast a couple of weeks ago and. And you're right, balance doesn't work when you're thinking about unhealthy things. When you're, you say balance, like let's have a cigarette to balance, you know, the healthy meal I had just had, mm. it just doesn't work. Yeah. I think balance takes, is a word that gets overused and yeah. people don't know the true meaning. And I think it serves a purpose when you're talking about healthy things, when you're talking about balance of, of healthy things and balance of life and, and, and work and work-life mm. balance when it gets taken out of context in, yeah. in different things. So coming back to finding out what your true meaning of balance mm. um, is so beneficial. And I think, it, it you, again, back to what you said before, finding out your own way and, and doing things yourself yeah. so you can understand. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, it's going to be it's going to be different for everybody, you know, and everyone's going to have a different perspective. And that's the beauty of life, isn't it? You know, everyone's going to have a slightly different, you know, take on it and way of thinking about it. Um but you know, in terms of like, say, if you also have a look at studies, you know, across the uh, across the globe, and not even studies, but if you have a look at say populations, you look at the blue zones in the world, the ones that are eating most plants and the least animal products, they are generally the healthiest society. You know, you look at the blue, you know, the blue zones. You look at like say Alinda, California, or you look at you know um, certain parts of Sardinia, say for example. You know these blue zones, uh, the Akinwans in Japan. You got lots of, di you know, it, they are eating predominantly plant-based products, and they have more centurions in terms of age. They have more people living to a hundred than any other. You know what I mean? There's the, the more animal products a society has, generally the sicker they get. It's just, a, it's just clear. I mean, in terms of the science, is just there. You know, and 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 you know, science. Science is so important, but also observation is very important. And, and, you know, you can have a look at population studies, you know, and, it, and the science just seems so clear. It's very, very strong, you know, in favor of, you know, plant-based living. Um, and it's, it's getting stronger and stronger all the time, you know. And I think it's just the other yeah, change that we need to make in our world, you know, and within ourselves. Yeah, mm. definitely. And don't be scared of change and, and lead a movement instead of following it, which I, I love everything that you're doing, doing, Mike. Um, I want to get into some more specifics in gaining muscle mass. Yeah. You often hear the whole stigma about protein and that people on a plant-based diet, you can't gain muscle mass. Looking mm -hmm. at you, mate, you are built like a 
fucking ton of bricks mm. and you eat only plants. So yep. you're destroying that myth completely. How do you get your protein from and and how do you gain muscle on a plant-based diet? Yeah, for sure. So in terms of like, say, let's talk about protein in specifics, you know, in terms of uh, protein, protein has a cap, you know, so it will, you will use as much as, 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 as a certain point and to eat any more than that, it starts becoming not, not only void it stops working but it can become start becoming detrimental you know what i mean is where it becomes there's too much protein the body has to digest way too much you know so you're giving like say the kidneys the renal function all the different systems of the body it has to work harder to get rid of that protein you know so anywhere from 1 to 1.8 and it's shown every time that you if you go over 1.8 uh, grams per pound of body weight so that's per pound um, um, a kilo, sorry, per kilo of body weight. So if you go over 1.8 grams per kilo of body weight, then you will, it doesn't need any more than that. You know what I mean? That's kind of like, it's been shown that that is like, say the baseline level, like the absolute max. And then if you start eating a lot more than that, then it becomes, it's just, it's just empty protein in the system. You know what I mean? That's where, you know, doing nothing at work, you know, at best and doing damage at worst, you know. That's mind-blowing because in the bro science scene, they say yeah. anywhere up to 3.5 to 4 grams per kilo. Yeah, weight. yeah, or you hear it per pound, you know, so um, like say two two per pound of body weight, you know what I mean? So two grams per pound of body weight, um, which, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually shown that up to a certain point, it just won't take any more protein in. You know, in the post-workout, say, situation, after a session, you know, if you're taking on more than uh, 20 grams, you know, it's, it's been shown to like say that 20 to 30 grams tops mark after a session that um, your your body will not absorb any more than that. You know what I mean? And that the more is basically that protein is, ends up getting, you know, basically into more waste products, like the end, end stages of metabolic protein consumption, you know? So, you know, and that, that that also causes a lot of issues in the body, you know, it makes it more and more acidic. So in terms of, like I say, plants, the beauty about plants and getting your protein from plants is not only are those protein numbers incredibly easy to hit on a whole food plant-based lifestyle, but you, it also comes with a lot of other protective mechanisms from plants, you know, phytonutrients, phytochemicals, fiber, all these other things, you know what I mean? And then it's balanced within its its vitamins and its minerals, you know what I mean? You've got a broad range, you've got a spectrum rather than being really high in some things and absolute void in others. You know, like say take a steak, for example, getting your protein from animal products, you know, high in iron, but hardly no vitamin C, you know what I mean? And so it gets really high in some things, but absolutely nothing in others, you know what I mean? So it's it's extreme. You know, when people talk about, oh, is vegan is extreme? Well, literally in a nutritional sense, animal products are extreme, you know what I mean? They're all in something, but hardly nothing in others, you know? Whereas plants, you've got more of a broad range, you know what I mean? Um, so getting your protein from plants is so beneficial, not only from an aesthetic point of view in terms of creating the building blocks, you know, for muscle tissue repair, but also for every other system within the body, you know what I mean? Is that you get a broad spectrum, which is helping everything else, you know what I mean? Where do you want to invest your money? Really? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's a package deal. Food is a package deal. It's not just protein. And, you know, 
even though we can talk also specifics on protein, you know, and talk about like say the measurements, it's also important to also think about the whole thing, you know what I mean? Is in terms of it's, it's getting it, you know, with everything else. So what else are you getting that protein with? You know what I mean? So in terms of like, say, trying to reduce down the the uh, uh, the toxicity and the amount of uh, bad things that come with animal products, if you get your protein from plants, you don't only get a lot of helpful products that come with it, a lot of helpful byproducts, but you're also you're easily hitting the protein numbers that you need. You know what I mean? So in terms of, you know, getting, where do you get your protein? Getting your protein from whole plants is definitely the best way to go, you know what I mean, for health and longevity. This is also where... Um, where you see health and you see sports performance, they sometimes don't always go hand in hand. They seem to kind of like veer off and people have different ideals and different thought processes where, you know, the health side and the, the sports performance side sometimes don't always line up. But for me, is is like the idea that, you know, getting it from plants, you're, you're kind of shaking hands with both. You know what I mean? You're shaking hands with sports performance, but you're also shaking hands for long-term health. You know what I mean? And if you have a look at people who haven't followed that kind of process, people who have kind of like snubbed their nose at plants and they said no more and more animal products, a lot of them have actually died off quite young. You know what I mean? I mean, we only have to have a look even in the last couple of years, you know, key strength coaches in the industry that have always ridiculed the idea of veganism and they've died in like their 50s, heart disease, you know what I mean? Preventable didn't need to happen you know like toothless tiger that didn't need to exist you know what i mean so i i always encourage people to you know more plants because you're getting the protective mechanisms with those you know what i mean definitely and there's really no excuse from an athletic performance when there's clearly athletes that are thriving at the top level from eating a whole foods plant-based diet if you look in f1 driving we've got lewis hamilton and i say mm. this every podcast we've got lewis hamilton australian cricket we've got peter siddle nick maddinson um adam zampa uh, other cricketers. Oh, it's, ha it's happening. There's changes occurring. You know, um, last week I only just saw Cam Newton in the NFL, you know, uh, quarterback for Carolina Panthers. He's changed his diet and he's been like, well, yeah, I mean, the, you know, biggest, strongest animals in the world are herbivores. So like, I'm going to give it a go, you know. So, I mean, there is change happening. There's a lot of players in the NBA, the NFL. Um, there's a lot of um, football players that are starting to change. You know, there was, I saw there was an Arsenal striker just the other day. He made changes to his diet, you know, and he's found that he, he doesn't need to strap his ankles up anymore and things like that. Like, you know, that there's a lot of change that is occurring, you know. It just needs people to be, you know, open-minded, you know, mm, and get their protein from plants, you know. And, and at the start, it, it can always be, anything experimental at the start can always be quite hard. You know, you're kind of working things out for yourself at the very, very start. Things can be, you know, anytime you go through an experimental change, especially something as fundamental as food, I get it. It can be quite hard, you know, and, and like trying to work your way around it. But once you are into your rhythm and into your routine, it becomes so easy. And once you focus more on whole foods, plant-based, you know, it just helps with everything, not only just creating muscle mass, but your long-term health and everything else. You know what I mean? And in terms of, you know, I really like looking at people who kind of stood out. As I said before, I like looking at anomalies in society, you know, in, in any direction, in any way. You know, whether you're looking at, say, uh, specific parts of people's physiques, you know, or you're looking at um, uh, nutrition or people's ideas of nutrition. I like to listen to people who the majority of people would listen to and do, hey, what's, what's he saying? Like, or what's that? Or, you know, like there was uh, Mike Mensah. 
who had really interesting thoughts on nutrition and particularly for him from a but he obviously he he was mr olympia for quite a few times mike menser and um he had uh in terms of like say his thoughts on protein were really interesting particularly from his day of like say the golden era of bodybuilding you know and he talked about like that your body will basically use up the amount of protein that it needs but there's no need to go over that you know what i mean where so much of the information i see today it's uh, don't worry about protein just uh, the more the better almost and it's it's given a free ride protein you know we don't question protein and how it can you know affect levels of certain things particularly things like igf1 you know what i mean which has also been closely linked to cancer rates you know what i mean and the other thing about animal pro animal protein when we get protein from animal products is also then it does come with high iron and high iron in the bloodstream rusts you know what i mean so it it it, it, it high iron has also been very incredibly associated with heart disease diabetes and cancer you know what i mean so in terms of uh, getting your protein from plants and listening to some anomalies in the society who are doing wow he's getting results and he's strong but he's doing something so very very different these are the people worth listening to you know what i mean and like i was saying about mike menser is is that you know he was talking about calories that calories are the key to building you know mass you know you asked about mass is that calories are the key to building mass it's not just protein in of itself do you know what i mean and um, you need to make sure that you're eating more and more calories you know and and that if you are having you know over the amount of protein it's not it's not doing anything else you know what i mean in terms of like say pro protein wastage you know occurs and in terms of like say you know protein synthesis needs carbohydrates with it you know what i mean and to have protein in of itself by itself it's not it's not in terms of like helping you you know create the environment for protein synthesis you know so you also need carbohydrates with it where do we get good amount of carbohydrates from plants you know what i mean definitely yeah dude i love love the way you've summed that up and it's interesting how we we are questioning you know protein gets a free ride but then we question carbohydrates whole food carbohydrates in particular and they get a bad light when they our brain functions on pure carbohydrates I've, I've seen it in myself i mean even the experiment in myself you know i was a carb phobic once you know i've seen it in myself is in that i have definitely become a lot more insulin sensitive since eating more carbohydrates and plants i used to have the idea that like everyone else or the majority is is that okay yeah you avoid carbs and you become I used to think, okay, I used to think if you eat carbs, you become more resistant, you know, my insulin resistant is in that carbs, i.e. lead to basic fat gain, etc., etc., and, and you know, basically diminish the insulin response system. Except now it, I've realized is that, you know, by eating more and more carbs, I've become leaner as a natural consequence of just eating more and more carbohydrates, you know what I mean? Uh, basing my diet around more carbohydrate foods, you know what I mean? And getting the amount of protein that is required, you know? Definitely. Mm. It's also interesting, really interesting about like nutrition, you know, that aspect of nutrition. Something that's really big at the minute, you'll have seen it, is also mental health. You know, we talk about mental health and in terms of my clarity has got a lot better, but we all see mental health in terms of like say anxiety and depression. And these are, these are uh, really big talking points, you know, particularly for men's health at the minute. 
you know, um, uh, you know, because the suicide rate in men is also so much greater than women. You know, we're also talking about how do we, um, what, what do we do? What, what do we need to start talking about to help, you know, break the stigma also mental health. But there's also a nutritional standpoint on this is, is that, you know, potassium foods are also high in potassium have clearly been shown to also help with mental health. You know, and where do we get potassium from? We get potassium from plants, you know what I mean? So the more plants that we're also consuming, you know, it's, it's also been a very much closer link to also mental health, you know what I mean? And also, you know, good thought processes, you know? So I also think that, you know, also plants, you know, are the absolute key, you know? So I've also felt it in myself, you know, just from an anecdotal point of view, you know, you can't necessarily scientifically measure these things, but from an anecdotal point of view is in terms of my, my energy and my, the way that I feel within myself, so much more clearer and so much more kind of like lighter and happier, you know? So also from a mental health uh, aspect, you know, is in terms of, you know, plants has definitely helped me in that regard and not just plants, but also the trying to minimize and take away animal products. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fantastic. Dude. Amazing. I, I love the in-depth information that you're giving my listeners and me mm. about nutrition and, and, not just calories in versus calories out, how yeah. your body responds on a chemical level. I think we've covered off nutrition. How about training? Like, what are you doing in terms of your training to be able to maximize your, you know, your mm. muscle gain? And how can someone that is new to this game maximize their their muscle gain through what sort of movements? For sure, hundred percent. This is where training becomes very important. You see, like, say for example, I could be doing the exact same thing that I'm doing nutritionally right now. Um, but if I was training in a totally different uh, way, this is where specificity becomes very important. Specificity with training, you know, to what, what, what are you training for, why, and what is your goal, you know? And I could be eating what I'm doing right now. I could be, you know, doing the same with my nutrition. But if I was training in a very, very different way, it would give me a very, very different result, you know what I mean? But the fact that I operate using dumbbells, barbells, it's anabolic, you know what I mean? It's it's promoting that anabolic environment. It's going to change your body, you know? So as in terms of training, this is where training becomes very, very important. Is And it depends what your goal is, you know what I mean? If your goal, you don't want to be putting on, you know, like the, the other size, is, is also changing your the way that you train, you know what I mean? But in terms of, for me, I'm using compound lifts that are heavy, you know what I mean? And I'm also doing, you know, a lot of uh, a split that also really helps provide that, you know what I mean? And For the listeners at home, sorry to stop you there, Mark. Yeah. What is a compound movement? Yeah, so a compound movement is basically um, uh, a, a compound movement is a, gr a big movement using many muscle groups at once, you know, and also can be also using very many different systems at once, you know. But the thing about a compound movement is it also promotes the use of things like, say, ATP, adenosine triphosphate, which is basically also an energy system. Um, which is very short and sharp. It's very quick. If you have a like, say you compare, um, say a hundred meter sprinter, that you know uh, a hundred meter sprinter who is in condition is an anaerobic event. You know anaerobic. Whereas take most people, take most people from the uh, public, and tell them to go and run a hundred meters, and it would become an aerobic event. Aerobic, you know, so with oxygen, um, because basically their anaerobic threshold is is you know a lot lot sooner you know it's a lot shorter whereas these guys can really hold on to their own you know for a longer period of time you know anaerobically without oxygen so in terms of you know things using you know compound lifts it helps promote that energy system you know when done with heavy weights and done with you know overload over a period of time you know what i mean so basically increasing your performance you know so 
you know the parameters of increasing your performance can be the weight it could be the number of sets the reps it could be a lot of other things you know i mean reduce rest times etc etc but as this is where you know you need to mitigate training intensity i.e the amount of weight that you're doing and also thinking about the reps and the sets you know what i mean and also the frequency how often you know how often you, uh, in a week you do this exercise for example and this is where these parameters all need you know configuration they need sorting out you can't push all parameters at once otherwise you're you're biting off more than you can chew you know what i mean you'll end up actually going backwards and you're more likely to then lead to frustration etc etc and not not make progress you know which happens i mean that's a really common that's a very very common problem that you see with people at the very very start is they push all parameters intensity up frequency up you know what i mean volume up they want to they want everything they literally want to uh, put pedal to the metal you know what i mean because in terms of the strength and fitness industry that's kind of also what it's pushed in a way is is in that we've we've gone from what in the 60s and 70s you know all you need is love to now just do it you know work harder you're not working harder you know what i mean we've yeah. we've changed the 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 messaging in so many ways through our society as society has changed and right now we're going through more like you know just do it you're not being hard enough on yourself and the push grind. hard the grind yeah all of those things you know but it also needs a bit of education awareness around it you know what i mean it's not just the grind it needs a thought process of why you know what i mean why you know why what, what is what's your outcome to this and th thinking a bit more methodically behind your training and that's also what I love about training. That's why I'm so passionate about it is, is the mental aspects. You know, it's kind of like a problem-solving event is, is in terms of, okay, this is what your goal is, whatever it is. And to try and think about it methodically, not just go, not just think about the physical, but think about the mental aspect of it. You know what I mean? 100%, dude. Mm. Wow. The, your knowledge base is is incredible. And I love, love the in-depth information that you're giving about not only gaining muscle mass, but from politics and how we can make a change um, for the better. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned before about gaining muscle mass and it's yep. interesting nowadays there's a lot of, you know, short bursts like eight week challenges and six week yep. challenges where yep. everybody, you know, puts 100% in for that six weeks and then ends up going back to yep. what they were doing prior to the eight week. Mm -hmm. Why is consistency key and why eight week challenges no good for us? 100%, 100%. I um, In terms of consistency, consistency is absolute key to anything in life. You know, if you want to improve in anything in life, it is about doing things, you know, repetitively, you know, consistently, you know, over the long period of time. It's kind of like the idea, right, of uh, the hair versus the tortoise, yeah? And majority of people, they like to look at their life, their training life, whatever it is, their business life, and they like to think like the hair, you know what I mean? They want to get there fast, you know what I mean? And they want fast results. And it's not it's not to our fault we have sold this. You know, you look at any women's health magazine, men's health magazine, and it's uh, something done in 20 hours, you know? 20 hours, this body, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still everything's short. We want things quick. You know, life is sped up, in particularly around the cities, around metropolitan areas. We're all in a rush, you know? I want things nice and quick. Whereas if we look at the tortoise, what happened with him is, is that he did things on a daily. And this is one of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given was by actually a bodybuilder in my younger years. And he said, don't, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. You know what I mean? A little bit, but every single day and it adds up, you know, and that's where consistency comes in, you know, is being consistent. And the other thing about consistency, what I love about the idea of consistency 
is is that that that's what we can rely upon you know to actually achieve our goals because we're with with thinking like the other hair and going hard out the gate we look to motivation an awful lot for progress we want to be motivated and when we're not motivated it means we don't do it but really it counts when you are not motivated you know what i mean that's where it really counts and that's where consistency comes in is is then you need to ask yourself what is the minimum dosage that i can do uh, to either maintain or progress you know what i mean and so times where you are going through times of of either lower motivation or it's not it's not even to rely on motivation don't use motivation as a tool for getting started or to to maintain the motivation will do what it wants it'll go up it'll go down there'll be times that you don't want to train but if you can remain consistent you make that deal with yourself you know what i mean say you're you're going through um a hard period of time at the minute for whatever reason business family all these other things well what's the minimum dosage you know what i mean and sometimes like say three times a week i can do three times a week yeah sure you know it's an hour three hours out the whole week you know then then you can it becomes more of a realistic thing to do but you know small done things done every single day um adds up you know what i mean a hundred percent agree with you dude and you mm. sum that up perfectly for the listeners at home and and in particular type a personalities because i was that myself mm. through my journey i went through all these you know fad diet schemes trying to get lose weight real fast and yeah. you know i did lose the weight real fast but then it come back on twice as fast and yeah that's right vicious circle from there so when i'm educating my clients I, I often tell them that you know are you willing to put in the work are you willing to mm. have this process take a long time because it doesn't happen overnight. do you know what a great coach does a great coach doesn't necessarily tell somebody um what to do it gives them the skills to go away and do it themselves all great teachers give their students or their clients who are however you want to talk, say say about them or their gorillas in my name yeah. is is that they go away and they it gives them the tools to go and make the best choices for them possible you know what i mean and that's definitely something i believe in i don't i don't want people to become reliant upon me so that is if i leave or something happens to me is is that then oh well that's their that was their basically their fuel source you know what i mean I want people to become more and more educated, more and more aware about themselves, how to maintain and, and stay in the game, you know, for, for a longer period of time. So they're educated and they can go off and make their own decisions. Because the other thing about it is, is like a good leader will go on to create more leaders, you know what I mean? Is, is it won't go on to create followers, you know what I mean? And so much of the time is that we've, we're, we're such a following society, you know what I mean? We're like the herd of sheep and we need to create more and more gorillas, you know, or lions, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we need to create more and more leaders, you know? Because then they can go on and educate other people, you know what I mean? It, it becomes like a bit of a ripple, you know? You put throw the pebble in the water and it starts rippling out, you know what I mean? You create more and more leaders and that's the way the world change, you know, for the better. Fantastic, dude. Amazing. I'm definitely inspired by this and, and want to be able to make a change on a mass scale. <laughs> Uh, before we wrap up the podcast, uh, I know that a lot of being in, involved in the fitness industry, fruit often gets a bad name, and yeah. and we often you know say that our oh, fruit is sugar, and you know mm -hmm. we shouldn't be having fruit in our diet. Why, why is fruit looked upon so badly, and and why can we use it to our benefit? Yeah, fruit is become um, basically it, it's working off the paradigm that carbohydrates are, are bad, and if carbohydrates are fast releasing i.e you know uh, glucose or sh you know sugar that they're they're e you know even worse you know what i mean so it's coming from a protein like addicted society 
So, you know, in terms of like, say, fruit, uh, you know, it's, it's a good question to ask, you know, ask your, your coach, you know, what your thoughts are on fruit. And if, for me, if, if someone, if I went to somebody and they said, oh, don't eat uh, fruit, avoid fruit, sign sugar, that's my cue to leave the room. <laughs> You know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is in terms of um, uh, fruit is is one. It's incredibly hydrating. It's full of vitamins and minerals, and it should be used in any in any um, anybody who is wanting to get healthier and stronger. You know, yeah, we need uh, fr- fruit in our diet, and um, it's it, it's essential. You know, is in terms of like eat the rainbow. You know, and when you know when Socrates was talking about you know uh, let food be our medicine, he wasn't talking about you know bacon and eggs and you know sausages you know fruit and vegetables and we must use fruit to our advantage you know and and yeah in terms of like say the day you know we talk about specifics around fruit is is that you know um eating fruit also earlier in the day and before meals is great for digestion you know so we want to also make sure that you know during during um either the earlier hours of the day and also before meals to uh, aid our digestion by eating more 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 fruit and so, yeah, fruit is absolutely fine. Is not to worry about, you know, the amount of carbohydrates in fruit or uh, what's it, what, you know, it, fruit is, we should be eating fruit. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's your thoughts on it, eh? <laughs> just to paint the picture for you guys, Buddy's just woken up for his nap. This is amazing. He's, um, he's on my lap at the moment. He's yawning. So. Yeah, little Buddy. <laughs> that's Buddy's thoughts on fruit. <laughs> I love it, dude. Excellent. Now, coming to the end of the podcast, Mike, I love your whole philosophy on life and and the message that you're spreading through everything you're doing. I want to know what the best thing that you love about your lifestyle or your job. Yeah, for sure. I think it's there's a, there's a few facets with this. I think one, it's it's having value and being able to give value. You know, um, and that's something that's is so important to me is is that is being able to actually spread value for other people that people can actually go away and practically use that you know what i mean um and i absolutely love my work because it's something i always wanted to do and now i'm doing it you know what i mean so i'm so passionate about it um and i I knew what i wanted to do from a young age and i'm doing it you know what i mean and uh, I never really saw myself going down this road like this. You know, I could never have, have thought about it, you know, that it would actually turn out like this. And, you know, with the with the vegan scene, but I'm so glad that it has, you know, and I feel so aligned in what I'm doing from, you know, every perspective. And it's just, you know, I feel like it's, it's made my life such a, a better place to live in and also helping people, other people who, you know, want it to, you know. 100% dude. I love it. And I guess another question to that question would be, what is your main message and why do you get out of bed every day? Yeah, I mean, I get out of my bed every day is to really improve and learn and keep learning, you know. Um, that would be my reason for getting out of bed um, and to help, again, give value to other people, you know, spread what I have learned to help other people with, you know, and see other people improve. I think, that, you know, that's really the, uh, the bottom line of any coach is actually to see it work you know, on, on other people um, and see people actually also get healthier. You know, so many people, you know, come to me and they're like, oh, wow, my cholesterol's, you know, got better or, you know, even little things like that or people, you know, getting stronger in their lifts, everything, you know, it's just, you know, once you're doing what you're passionate about, it doesn't become a job, you know, it becomes, you know, a life and yeah, I enjoy what I do. So amazing. 
that's why I put in lifestyle there because when you love what you do, you don't work a day in your life. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for your time today, mate. It's been awesome getting to know you and picking your brain about a topic that's really close to my heart. Where can people contact you to find out more about what you're doing or even have a chat like we did today? Yeah, for sure. So you can contact me um, uh, either on Instagram or Facebook at uh, vgainscoach. Uh, that's with the Z. Or you can um, yeah, email me from from there or on my website, uh, vgainscoach.com.au. Awesome. And I'll have those in the show notes for you guys. Just to paint the picture, <laughs> lastly, Buddy's sitting there chewing. He's chewing my fingers. <laughs> yeah, Buddy's here. Yeah, yeah, Just chewing away on my fingers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks again, dude. Have All right, thank one. you. And that's this week's dose of Euphoria. Connect with myself and the Euphoria Health community on Instagram or Facebook at Euphoria Health. Through these channels, you'll find cool workouts, plant-based recipes, and daily challenges. Until next time, guys, I'm your host, Matt Zapala, and remember, don't settle for anything less than Euphoria.